So hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Today we're talking about Monza and the Italian Grand Prix, not to be confused with the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix, also in Italia earlier this season. Everyone's here, so we don't need to introduce ourselves. Let's get going. Uh, one sentence race review, please, Ben. Um, well, for me, it was very emotional. <laughs> okay. Alex? Uh, the Netflix dream, again. Nia? I wish I wasn't at work to watch it, because it would have been amazing. <laughs> ben? Ben? No, we've done Ben. <laughs> uh, Richard? Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's the dream. First one, two of the season, boy! Uh, only. Let's be honest. There's going to be no one. <clears throat> haven't seen. I haven't seen a Mercedes one too yet. And um, I'm going with the crash again. They did. Yeah. <laughs> really? Really well. It's not like I've seen that all over Twitter. Exactly. All over um, F1 social media then, um, pages. Went mad for Schumacher with that, didn't you? Oh my god! Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get straight into it then and talk about that crash? Because that's, that's what sort of set up the race result to allow for the McLaren 1-2 was taking out the two fastest cars on the grid. I still think Danny Rick would have won it, even if they hadn't come together. There wouldn't have been a 1-2, though. Let's be, no, there wouldn't have been sure. a 1-2, no. but I still think Danny would have won. I think, I think it it's probably would have been a 1-3. One, 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 mm. so. um, ben, first impressions of the incident? Uh... So it's so hit and miss. Like one side you can easily blame Lewis, be like, I, you didn't give any space. Other parts of me is like Max, it seemed very desperate. I feel like around halfway through, you could see the gap was always going to close, so he should back out. But he just sticks the car in there and goes over the sausage curb and goes absolutely flying. Yeah, I think that that is pretty much it. Um, Alex? Yeah, I mean, well, Toto said it was a tactical foul, didn't he? Uh, yeah, that's just was, not true. I mean, I I see <laughs> what he means, but that I don't think that's quite the right way to say it because it makes it sound like it was deliberate. Because, you know, in, in football, a tactical foul is like deliberate. Something, yeah, it's something, something to prevent the opposition from gaining momentum, yeah. getting back yeah. down the field when, you know, big counter-attacking opportunities. Yeah. I mean, and... I, see what, I see where he's coming from. But uh, it's like, I don't for one minute think, you know, Max went in there thinking, oh my God, I have to take out Lewis here or he's going to drive off into the distance and gain points. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, with the whole situation of Max is probably going to take his engine penalty at Sochi, isn't he? So it's not going to make a difference anyway. Um, but I think the best way of putting it is the championship situation and the race situation played a part in the crash if you see what I mean. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, yeah, Max was never alongside, was he? And the, well, he was never fully, fully alongside. That's the key thing. So, um, and I think obviously the obvious comparisons to the situations where it's been the roles reversed, Max has not given Hamilton any room. When So the ones, uh, lap one, Hamilton was actually fully alongside, the same with the one at Imola. And Lewis, you know, was wise enough to back out. It seems to be the case with Max now that, I mean, it's 
yield or will crash, isn't it? I think that's... I, I did watch yeah. the Turn 1 incident back again, and watching the onboards, they both break at pretty much exactly the same metre. And I think they've both taken too much speed into that chicane. Mm. obviously Lewis is trying to sweep around the outside of the first half of it so that he can, you know, poke his nose in front for the second half. But equally, Max has taken too much speed in and is therefore drifting out wide. So I feel like... And then, obviously, because Max started drifting, Lewis has snatched a front brake and therefore bailed out. Um, so, you know, it's... Again, that's a, a lap one incident and it's all this kind of malarkey and racing... And all the whole, we don't give penalties for lap one incidency here. And it's just the bit, the, the two the two major bits that annoy me. Um, and I'm going to say it. If, if you genuinely believe what the next thing I say is to be true, you're an idiot. Because I have seen multiple people online say that Max attempted to kill Lewis. What? What is going through your brain other than avoid? Because no, no driver goes out onto a circuit with the mindset of eliminating the opposition through any means. It was just an unfortunate accident with the sausage curb. If that sausage curb hadn't been there, his car wouldn't have been launched and therefore wouldn't have ended up on top of Lewis's. They'd have still crashed, but Max wouldn't be on top of Lewis's car. So the whole, oh, he's tried to kill him, is utter nonsense. Like, if you're going to say that, then Lewis tried to kill Max at Silverstone. I think, I don't, I think for some of the people on social media, that is the sort of counter that they're coming back at. Everyone was screaming foul, like, oh... Lewis should be banned for 12 races and he, he attempted to murder Max around Cops Corner. No, he didn't. It's just It was a daft move and it was half-assed and that's exactly the same as this. Yeah. It was a daft move and it was half-assed. Mm. He, was, I mean, he should have, he should have realised that he wasn't going to make that. Now, don't get me wrong, the whole... He, he did, you know, he had a bit of space on the outside and you think, okay, fair enough, try it. But then Hamilton's closed the door, so bail out. <sighs> Given that Hamilton has just come out of the pits, I my personal belief is that Max should have waited for Della Rochia after Curva Grande and then sent it into there. Because we've seen we saw Lewis get past Lando there. His his tires aren't going to be as hot as as Max's. They're not going to be in that window or, yet. Or even a scary. He's got exactly. the DRS on, yeah. on the rundown to Scarry. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, because he'll have a probably better momentum because Lewis has yeah. taken a, a compromised line through the first chicane. He was just, he was incredibly impatient. There was no yeah. need to send it there. Yeah. The, the other bit that annoys me is the interview with Tessa Wolf where he called it a tactical foul. And by calling it a tactical foul, you are, in essence bringing into repute the other driver's reputation, which is exactly what they had a massive go at Red Bull about after the Silverstone incident. You can't have it both ways. So, you know, I think if, if you're not going to accept it from Red Bull, you can't be dishing it out. So 
hit them up with an apology, mate. I think. I mean, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of people have tried, to, you know, drawing the comparisons with Silverstone, obviously, haven't they? And while it, it's very you different, can't, you, can't the, yeah, you can't compare the incidents, but it's probably a case of Hamilton was slightly more at fault at Silverstone, was a little bit desperate, and the roles, you know, reversed, yeah. At Monza, but obviously, yeah, and yeah. there's people there's people that are comparing a 10 second time penalty to a three place grid drop. A 10 second time penalty is actually more severe in the FIA's book than a three place grid drop. A three place grid drop is the equivalent of a five second time penalty. Three place grid drop is what 12 meters, yeah. Well, a three place <laughs> grid, grid drop will be deemed irrelevant anyway because Red Bull they're just going to take all their engine yeah. penalties, yeah. <laughs> but what I mean is, if, if both of them hadn't retired, Max would have got a five second time penalty. Yeah. It's just because he retired, he got a three-place grid drop. If Lewis had have retired at Silverstone, he'd have got a five-place grid penalty, not a three, because he think, was um, more at fault. You've got to take social media with a pinch of salt anyway. Mate, I just, uh, some of the arguments in both incidents, we've seen, like, you see stupid arguments, don't you? And yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, you know, I've maybe, given up looking at some of it now. Yeah, the the I mean, only bit both, of social media I'm looking well. at is uh, a certain papaya team, because that is some <laughs> wholesome content. Unbox would be a good one this week. But... Oh, yeah. Maybe Unleashed. yeah, I mean, but then maybe both teams could have handled it better, like you said. They've both kind of accused, made some accusations. I mean, it's the Spider-Man meme of yeah. You could argue maybe. I think there's a there's a little, a little bit of a difference. Toto said it immediately after the race in the sort of a heat of the moment thing for the team principals, whereas Red Bull kept going for like two weeks. I mean, that, there's the only slight difference. I don't see Mercedes putting in a protest to try and make the. We haven't seen it yet. There's still severe. time. I, I generally don't see it. it. No, because um, they'll try and take the moral high ground now. Now that Toto's come out mm. with a tactical foul. Um, no, like yeah, I get it. The the way Red Bull went about it was wrong and just a bit daft. I mean, you but you even heard it on the FIA radio at Silverstone of they were really unhappy with that incident. Um, so, and given yeah. that, you know, that was well, lap 26? 26, yeah. That's half race distance. He'll have still had 45 minutes to calm down. Mm. And he's got another driver on the podium. So it's not exactly an instantaneous thing, week. is it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not saying that that's any no, better. I'm just saying um, that. Toto should know better. No, Toto definitely shouldn't have called it a tactical foul because it just, frankly, wasn't. No. no no driver, apart from one in the Formula 2 grid, sets out to take out a car on on track. Or maybe in certain title deciders. Yeah. Years ago, but, yeah. Historical yeah. ones, yeah. <laughs> but, um, That's yeah, the I thing, Damon Hill as well, weighing in, saying that he's done it on purpose. Like, no, mate, this isn't Schumacher. Yeah. This isn't Ayrton Senna, this isn't anyone else of years gone that once took out their opponent and managed to secure themselves the victory, because all of those are in like the final round of the competition. Yeah, We've still got eight races left. I, I There's a five-point difference. Yeah, I do agree with it was said earlier on, though. It do, there does appear to be a, an element of yield or be crashed into. Barcelona, Lewis didn't yield. They were both in the fence. Emila, if Lewis didn't really pull out, they were both in the fence. I, I um, still, I still feel like Emila one, is more condition based than anything. Lap one in Monza, if Lewis didn't back out, they were both in the fence. Um, there is, there's definitely a hint of 
I don't know whether it's just his driving style or or what, but it's I Max seems to take the view of I deserve this track room. This is my track. Get out of the way. Yeah. Rather I mean, than let's race. It's very rich coming from him, isn't it? Talking about yeah. you know, that's he what didn't leave the space. space. Imagine very... imagine the meltdown if it was Alonso. All of the time you have to leave the space. <laughs> the, the, the internet would just implode on itself. Um, it's like, heck, you look back to Barcelona, Christian Horner turning around and be like, yeah, well done to Lewis for avoiding an accident. No, that's not what you should be saying. It should be, um, yeah, maybe we shouldn't nearly cause an accident. I don't, I don't know. It seems to be a... It seems to be a thing from from Red Bull of that we we're entitled to everything the way we want it, and if it isn't, then yeah. I don't know. With a lot of these things, it's sort of six of one, half a dozen of the other, in it. So it's. Mm. Well, I think the big thing it, is impending when... statement from Mercedes AMG demanding a one race ban for Max Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, this is that's what I mean. Who's, who's I mean. the equivalent but, of? Um... Yeah. <laughs> who's the equivalent of Mark? Oh, no. Total. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Bono demands race ban. <laughs> well, I think I think what Toto meant when he said tactical foul is Red Bull win out from that collision, don't they? Let's be yeah. honest. Not by a lot. Though. In the same way that in Silverstone, Hamilton was deemed to be slightly more at fault, hence he got the penalty and he won out. So I think both teams won and lost this weekend. Red Bull won by Max still leads the championship when he probably shouldn't be. Mercedes gained ground and like, they widened the gap in the shutters. At the end of the day, they got three points in the sprint, Red Bull got two. They got 15 points in the race, Red Bull got 12, I think, uh, maybe 10. Um, yeah, 10. Anything. So there's there's a six-point gap that, that Mercedes pulled, whereas they probably should have taken the lead in the drivers. So uh, both teams won and lost in the race. And the, yep. thing, is, the thing is, we saw... I remember we said at Silverstone, one of the things I said was you knew that crash was going to happen when they came into Cops. This one, it was absolutely inevitable as for me yeah. as soon as they came into Turn 1 because because of the circumstances. that uh, Max doesn't yield, does he? he but I, I also think that it was a very desperate move Yeah, because of his pit stop. Like, think about it. Mm-hmm. If, if Max hadn't had his bad pit stop at 11.1 seconds and Lewis hadn't had a slow pit stop at four point something... They'd have been nowhere near each other when they came out. Yeah. Uh, like, if Max had had a normal Red Bull pit stop, let's say, for example, 2.5 seconds, he's already through that chicane before Hamilton's even there. So, you know, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that had to happen in order for that to occur. And the move, to me, smacked of desperation. Mm. It did, yeah. Because it's like the desperation hothead. It reminded me of when Max pushed Valtteri off into the same chicane a couple of years ago of a move he probably had no right making and he just sent it and and hit the car. And even if he he should have been able to tell that he was never going to make the corner and just go across the curb. That's what Michael Massey said. He was like, just just cut the chicane. Like avoid mm. the crash and just go over the bumps. Well, that's that's the thing. That's what Lewis would do. 
that, that's, that's what Lewis did do in lap yeah, one. And has done many times. Yeah. That's the big thing. When uh, and Max was less alongside, yeah, I mean, repeating ourselves now, but Max was less alongside Lewis than Lewis has been in the ones where he's driven the track. So for me, that's the, that's the difference of experience. But again, the situation, Max had nothing to lose, did he? In the, in the, um, yeah, he, the he's crash. leading the championship. He, yeah. he did have nothing it, to lose. But if they both DNF, it's good. Yeah, that's it removes 25 points for, for Lewis that he could have got. Yeah. Well, the point is the points gain that he would have got. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. The the difference in incidents in if you you take a really, really cynical look at this, is that Lewis gained 26 points on Max at Silverstone. Max has gained two points. And lost out in the constructors. Yeah. But then nine times out of ten, Hamilton DNFs in the Silverstone crash, isn't he? You know, 180 miles an hour. Yeah, red flag. Uh, yeah yeah so and also, also like one thing we should say as well some of the things like oh max didn't check on lewis in the same way that it's the exact it's the exact same as oh lewis shouldn't have celebrated at silverstone it's just nonsense uh, the, the, the think, thing is the thing is when max saying... got out of his car lewis was still trying to reverse his car out from under max's the wheels were spinning and not just like someone's had their foot flat on the floor, like unconscious spinning, like we've seen. Uh, I think it was Felipe Massa when he yeah in, head, in the Hungara yeah. ring, yeah. And that was just you know the the engine was pinned open, sort of thing. This wasn't that kind of maximum revs. This was a controlled. I'm desperately trying to get out from under here. So I think he knows he's all right at that point, given that he's still trying to carry on. I, I so, think the the point that maybe got brought up there was obviously Max was all over social media saying, oh, Lewis was inherently disrespectful for celebrating in this context, like when I was in the hospital and whatnot. And then Max's tire bounces off of Lewis's crash helmet and he just sort of walks away. I, I, in um, fairness, what, what can you see out of your rear, uh, your wing mirror in an F1 car? Like, I don't think he knows which part of his car has hit where he just knows that he's on top. Yeah, and that, and then comes across the radio with "That's what you get." Yeah, uh, again, he didn't cover himself in glory on Twitter, did yeah. he, Max? So yeah, I think just, I think it's just a response yeah. to maybe his attitude in in previous races, and then it's sort of hypocritical almost of the way he then acted after this one. Just, but the big thing is the halo, isn't it? It's saved, yeah. saved another oh, one. Thank God for the halo. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's again. kind of mad. I was listening. I was listening to um, you know, Tom, Tomo, Tom, Klosky. Yeah, yeah. Earlier, and uh, he was saying, you know, we had we had one fatality, didn't we, in since Senna, and that was Jules Bianchi, and the halo came in what 2018, and yeah. so obviously we had no, we had no cases, um, in that in that time before the halo came in since Senna's death, where the halo would have saved someone's life because well, we had some near we had some near misses. Well, yeah, like, Alonso. I was thinking Schumacher uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Alonso um, twenty twelve Spa was close. Yeah, but we I had, had uh, no cases. The Belgian other ones because we only had one fatality, which wouldn't have been avoided, obviously. But with the halo, there's been no cases where it's actually, actually like would have saved someone's life. But in the last sort of, what three and a half years since it's come in, it's saved. I mean, it's been countless. Four or five, yeah. Where it's definitely 
I mean, obviously Grosjean. Yeah, Grosjean, Lewis, Lewis Claire at um, yeah. Spa. Bottas at Imola as well was another Bottas one. Bottas at Imola, yeah. I think there has been more. To, to, to an extent, I'd say um, Ericsson at Monza. At the end, where in the free practice session. Yeah. yeah. Because he was really close to the barrier. And you get like one slightly wrong rotation and he's, he's, his cockpit is in the barrier instead of the halo sort of thing. Yeah. I... Even to a point, it could have helped um, Hulkenberg and Stroll when they got flipped. Yeah. Yeah, it just acts as an extra bit of a, a roll st- yeah. structure. Um, I mean, it's, it's scary to think that just, you know, four years ago, some of these accidents would have definitely... Grosjean not would even, well, not Grosjean, be alive. Absolutely, yeah. you know some of the others. You just you just don't really know like exactly what no, would happen yeah. to you. But you know, it's a bit haunting to think. I mean, the one that the the, the question mark for me of would it have done anything or not is when Alonso went over the top of Charles Leclerc. I mean, yeah, it's like his tires left the mark on it, but he's over there. Would would it have done anything? If it wasn't there, it kind of could have just missed, but you know, at least it's there. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a a nice precaution to have Um, as, as much as some people still complain over its looks and that. I I still think it's it's better than the aero screen. most disliked video on their social media, (laughs) on their YouTube channel. Uh, I just, what, what gets me is the fact that people are so hell-bent on it, looking like the classics. The cars look nothing like they did in exactly. the 50s. If you want to talk about classics and the origins of Formula One, you want the cars to look like they did in 1950. When we didn't have a front wing. <laughs> we, we, had, we had wheels with so many spokes in them. Yeah. That you couldn't even count them. Well, and, look at look at next year's cars. They're going to yeah. completely change again. Yeah, exactly. That's Formula One's about progress, not state, not sticking to the classics. It's the pinnacle of motorsport driving and engineering. Why are we so hell bent and sticking to the classics? No, that's I mean, not what Formula One's about. It's usually like this what, 60, 50 year old men who are like, oh. Hamilton goes tax free because he lived in Monaco or something like that. Whatever they say. So does does Max. So does Rosberg. So does Charles. But I mean, he's from there. He is. He's Monaco. So that's fine. Past British drivers. Every, like, you just go to Monaco and it's basically just like pick a building, there's probably an F1 driver in it. Yeah. But just before we move on, we'll have a look at what the stewards had to say about that Max incident. Um, so they they basically viewed turns one and two as one and the same. Yeah. Because they do basically just flow straight into each other. Um, and they basically said Max should never have sent it into turn one to get alongside for the run to two. That's just a bit that confuses me. You know? Because we see you've got to leave racing room if they're alongside you at certain points. And it's like, okay, 
I can see clearly at certain points in this, he is alongside. But the stewards have said here that he should not be given, he doesn't have the right to racing room. Yeah. And yet you uh, go back well, to has, an incident know. like Lando and Perez at Austria, and Perez has the right to racing room. What? Basically, what they said is that I've highlighted it in blue. Um, stewards observed that car 33 was not at all alongside car 44 until significantly into the entry of turn one. In the opinion of the stewards, this manoeuvre was attempted too late for Max to have the right to racing room. So basically, he sent it far too late. It's to Then it raises the question of at what point do you, what, when is too late? And then when is uh, early enough to start chopping across someone to squeeze them out? Yeah, because Lando got penalised essentially for squeezing out Perez and there was no contact there and Max is now being penalised for sending it too late and making contact so I get that there's the whole every incident is its own and we view each incident independently sort of thing but given that the stewards can't even come to the same conclusion for two carbon copy incidents which we'll come on to later um it's just, it leaves me with like zero faith in the ability of the stewards. I think they um, are encouraging people to, you know, effectively force someone to cut the corner and you uh, and concede the position. I mean, it's not just Max, is it? We saw it. We yeah, saw it several saw it times in that race, yeah. even just yes, uh, yesterday. It happened a few times, didn't it? Yeah. And I, I do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, at least the one thing I do, like, uh, agree with them on is at least they're setting a precedent now of this you know predominantly at fault that's at least they've been consistent with that and it's yeah not often that i agree with the stewards as you know it's <laughs> it's one of those ones where i yeah i when was the last time that we had something like like this that ended in at least one dnf that just got put down to a racing incident because it just doesn't seem to exist anymore like there's a whole I mean, clause cool. in the sporting regulations for it and they just don't use it. And to, to me, this was like the time to use it sort of thing. Because they're both out. Just leave it there. Just get on with the race for everyone else. Mm. Like, it's just... Because at the end of the day, all this has done has just divided everyone again. And it's just started another war on Twitter, which, let's be honest, it doesn't take a lot. And this is a lot. So... <laughs> Like, if, what's the point in having a, a clause of racing incident get on with it if you never actually deploy it? It's, it's, of, um, to me, it's like it's like the screen at the side of a football pitch for the VAR. And the first season we had VAR, no ref used that screen whatsoever. And it was just the most pointless thing. And it's just being, it was just sat there unused. And that's just exactly like this clause in the regulations so, it's the whole thing it's the whole thing of um basing on outcome isn't it because red bull clearly come off better from this collision so if Sappen gets a three-place penalty in the same way that hamilton benefit from the silverstone one so that was probably why they buy at least i think i know you can't compare the two incidents but if you're going to give lewis that penalty at silverstone you've got to penalize max for the one yesterday i think but just for the predominantly at fault factor. 
but yeah i mean that's obviously that's what they viewed it as i didn't really view it as predominantly either way i just thought they were both being a bit daft because you know when you when you read it and they say you know eat, eat both drivers could have done more to avoid the collision sort of thing it's like yes lewis could have given max more room on the inside and max could have bailed and you know it's just it's it's at that point you're just getting into semantics of pointlessness I did come into the stewards opinion though of that Max could have easily avoided the collision mm. and two yeah yeah uh, I, feel, I feel like that's so, where so it's he come did of. cause the collision yeah so I mean yeah but obviously it's you know not it was obviously not entirely his fault as per the stewards document because as yeah. they said, Hamilton could have given him more yeah. room. So, mm. I just think, yeah. yeah, you can't go in there expecting anything other than a crash. That's the thing. I mean, we obviously the sausage curbs, they shouldn't be there, but that's a debate for another time. But I mean, they serve a purpose to an extent, yeah. but the sleeping policemen do that job as well. Yeah. So, the last time an investigation for causing collision yielded a um, decision of no further action was the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix, Bottas and George Russell. I just looked through all of this season's documents to find it. But yes, and that was again, the last time. Both of those drivers ended their race there and then. Both yeah. of them arguably could have done more. Just no one was predominantly at fault, I guess. But... <laughs> Probably so, more the yeah. point that they both lost out. Well, actually, no, they didn't really lose out equally today, but because Russell Russell yeah, lost out more points, because yeah, Williams be... very rarely get points. So, but yeah, we well, can now say they actually anymore. get points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, like at that point, Williams' points was a myth. Yeah. At this point, we can say they sometimes score points. No, no. Russell Williams' points was a myth. His teammates seem to be able to get them. Um. But yeah, that was the last time there was a no further action decision from causing a collision. Well, so I guess yeah, last, to me, last to me thing that's on this, incident, but yeah. um, Alex penalty justified, yes or no? Yes. Richard? Um, harsh, but yes. Ben? Uh, yeah, I'd say that that's to do something. So. Nia, penalty, yes or no? I agree with Richard and Ben. They had to do something, but it was quite harsh. And I, I think it's it's pretty fair. Three places is, is half decent. Cool. Moving on to the rest of the race because the sprint was boring as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shall we shall well, we talk about lap one in the sprint and then move yeah, yeah. on? Yeah. Let's let's cover the sprint yeah, highlights part of, and, part and of lap that McLaren one. one. That was the one good thing to come from the accident was we forgot about how bad the sprint was and. I mean, I said this off air, didn't I? But um, the one thing that really annoys me, apart from the fact that the sprint, both of them, in my opinion, have been so bad, is the way everyone in F1, particularly like, you know, Ross Braun, I mean, it was Jean, Todd, Jean Todd tweeted like enthralling sprint race or something, didn't he? Ross Braun tried to pretend it was an amazing race. It, Sky seemed to love it. It's just the way they seem to try and, you know, force it down our throats as if it's some amazing concept that we have we have to like and it just it hasn't been yeah it's, but, it's been mediocre at best but again like i said off air 
for Silverstone, we were all like kind of optimistic because like we'd never seen it before, so like that. But now we were all like, yeah, we know it's going to be bad. So like we were all ex- expecting it, but like for Silverstone, we weren't, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah, we had no expectations, we had no precedent. Now, now I'm feeling like I'm justified in saying that my fears have come true in that there is not enough of a reward to warrant a risk. So we didn't see many overtakes. We saw some half-hearted looks, but nobody actually went for the move because at the end of the day, if that doesn't come off, you've ruined not only your Saturday, but your Sunday too. But if it does come off, you've what gained one position on the grid for Sunday and that's it. Well, let's just open up this discussion. How do we fix the sprint? You, you, you increase the risk-reward ratio, but it comes at a detriment. So you have the top five people score points, and it's a nice chunk of points. Say first place gets 10, and second place gets 8, 6, 4, 2, whatever. But the top five gets flipped for the actual Grand Prix grid. So basically Formula 2 and Formula 3. Yes. The thing is, the the, the points, points, yeah, the points on offer is would be actually significantly beneficial to warrant trying to move forward instead of just going i'm okay in fifth this is a good place to start tomorrow or even do it proper formula two style have qualifying set the grid for sunday the way it's meant to and then invert and the then top 10 for the those sprint results yeah. for the sprint I think the thing and is that offer Formula Two style points, like eighteen points for the mm-hmm. winner of the sprint race. In F one, you're meant to build up to the race, you know, the big event, aren't you? It's yeah. just, it's it's not the same as F two, and I just I just it's just fabricating races, really. It's just fabricating. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I we, we wanted to say it was fabricating entertainment, but it's not really done that. Yeah, so oh, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was about. That's why I hesitated. I wasn't <laughs> entertainment, and yeah, also. I, I get... Yes, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean because, like, Formula Two, everyone's expecting three races now. Everyone's expecting multiple races. Formula One, everyone's expecting the one big race. But like, so that's the thing. You can still have that big race, and that's yeah. when you get the majority and, and the of your points. Yeah. yeah, but like with the sprint race, if you do like the qualifying for the actual day, and then flip the top ten or something for the sprint race, uh that's like I think you'd, really you'd then you'd then to need to incentivize pole position as well because yeah, otherwise so, people will just get to Q3 and just go nice yeah tenth so that's place what, that's that's why I think like mm. um have qualifying for sprint race then flip the grid so it's like a bit more exciting because more people would probably want to be towards the back than at the front mm. like obviously you get the points but like the big race it's like. I, I think, but I then think if, if you have qualifying, yeah, if you have qualifying yeah. for the big race and then flip the grid for the sprint, there's still going to be that chase for points, especially for the top teams that are fighting for the title. Yeah, you just have they're to incentivize have to, it enough. Yeah, they're True. going to have to carve through it. They're not going to settle for one point when they can get 18. Yeah, True. exactly. Three, two, and one point is nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the risk reward ratio is too low. Um, there's no incentive to to make any progress throughout the field so i feel like sprint could work 
it needs fine tuning and it yeah. needs bigger incentives. I just think don't fix what isn't broken. Like, but I mean, yeah, there is also that aspect to it. But at the same yeah. time, the Formula One format we've got now is very different to Formula One yeah, format of true. old. But um, well, and, and another point is FP two is completely pointless to watch. Oh my god, like, yes. Yeah. Uh, literally, also, literally, the only thing that happened was science binned it. Yeah, but then also this one was particularly ridiculous because you had Bottas starting on pole and winning a race that, apart from getting three points. It was there was basically no point in taking part in, and technically he didn't get pole position. Yeah, well that's the thing. Yeah. It's another but pole position for Max. Max Verstappen's got pole position from qualifying third and then finishing second. I mean, no. See, I think Valtteri is still credited with the pole position. Nope, he's no, not. He isn't. He's not. No, because the penalties were applied uh, because they sort of component change. It gets applied instantly, so he doesn't get pole position. He keeps the, the, the medal, but that's it. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's really annoying me because George Russell's perfect out-qualifying Latifi streak has been ended by a race. By the sprint, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be a tricky one because FP2 is naff when the cars are locked as they are and everyone just basically does a practice sprint so it's yeah it's the the format would need looking at in terms of a the weekend structure and b the actual event itself because it's a bit dead Mm. um but i don't have a problem with it if they improve it the problem is will they actually bother yeah like I can't think of the right word, but like it has the aspects of being quite a good component of the weekend. Yeah. But right now it's not. Yeah. Boring. The the, the core concept is there. It's the the fluff that needs to be refined. So just got to wait now for Ross Braun to make up some more positive feedback, which he's asked probably specific people within F1 for. Yeah. And probably pay them to say good things. No, they sent out a survey on the F1 website. It's, do you yeah. like Sprint? Yes. Oh, Ross Braun would like to send you an email. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm part of F1 Fan Voice, which is a, a sort of online forum where they do send out monthly polls and everything. So I, I, I will echo these thoughts to yeah, I've, send the link. I've done um, it as well before, but it's just, yeah. you're just more likely to do it if you enjoyed the Sprint, aren't you? You might like to fill out the forum and then they'll get the positive feedback from that i think and... as a as a concept i think it's got so much potential it just needs to be fine-tuned and then it'll be even better give us more points ross braun i think yeah that is the stem of the issue just fire and more points yeah or put in a mandatory pit stop that's what i want i did it just came into my head then see i don't know if a mandatory pit stop would be much better I know I'm basing this off of Formula 2, which is a slightly different series, but you look at their sprint race and then they've got the feature race. So there is still that build-up. And it goes... Yeah, the whole difference between sprint and features is the sprints don't have pit stops. And the feature does. But then you you go down to Formula 3... And there's more laps. And and that disappears. Yeah, (laughs) that's just a quirk of Formula 3, though. I don't know why they call it the feature race. They used to just award the same points for all their races. 
it's on a Sunday. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an it's an odd one, isn't it? But I don't know. I I I'm quite happy if they continue to evolve it. I just don't want to be stuck with the same stuff over and over again yeah. when it's clearly not working in its intended fashion. Bring back elimination qualifying. I mean, that would stop the absolute insanity that we saw mm. because it was basically a car park on the way into Ascari. Oh, oh, yeah, do do elimination sprint. Mate, yeah. Make it like, um, oh, what's that cycling race? There's a really long cycling race and then like every three laps someone gets eliminated. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Is it, it's either... And it's absolutely fascinating to watch. I think it might be the Madison or the Kieran. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Um, I sat and watched it in the Olympics. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's one of my favourite events. Yeah. Um, um, but I don't know because because obviously again eliminated is, first is Nikita Nikita Mazepin. Mazepin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, twenty driver series now. That's mm. <laughs> the best. Thing. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that in due course, but he didn't have um, a great weekend either. Shall we yeah. discuss actual qualifying briefly? Uh, well, yeah, in chronological, that came before the next thing I was going to yeah, talk that about. Came before so, yeah, the sprint, but yeah, we've, we've spoken about the sprint now. No, so we're I was going to talk about the weekend. Yeah. Um. So qualifying was just traffic carnage, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. And. There was an investigation in, oh, uh, Mazepin blocking Kubica. And there there was the whole, uh, there's a time that you've got to set between safety line two and safety car line one. And Mazepin was over 20 seconds slower than that. And still didn't get penalised. Yeah. I mean, there is like, it's easy to say, but there is going to be a big crash one day from this whole slowing down. There was one spacey thing about qualifying, I guess. Russell. You're out. Wait, no, come <laughs> yes. back. I've literally yeah. written that down as Russell's yeah. great escape. <laughs> Russell, you're out, but not for long. <laughs> yeah, well, Yuki, Sino- Yuki Sonoda said it's a good lap time. Oh no. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna have to do they're gonna have to sort this out in Monza eventually. And obviously, you yeah. know, bit no Michael Massey, it's gonna come after there's been a big crash. But um, Oh, obviously. He's he's not a proactive guy. He's exactly. reactive. But We've clearly seen that already. Established that, yeah. But yeah. I don't know if they're going to have to do like you know the old qualifying format at Monza, where everyone goes out individually. I'd rather it be one shot quali. Yeah, yeah why like, not? Have to do that good but fun, actually. Just divide the te- the the cars up so that it's ten go out. One car from each team goes out. Oh, that would just give me Formula Two Monaco flashbacks. Mm. Group qualifying, yeah. 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 I was thinking more for the E. Just have fun with oh, it. Yeah. Just try <laughs> something that group qualifying in Formula One would be chaos, I think. Oh. You'd have to send out the Williams with the Haas and the Alfa Romeos. You could not send out the Williams with the Mercedes or the Red Bulls because well, that would in, be disastrous. In um Formula E, it's done by your championship position. Yeah. So, so Nikita Mazepin wouldn't get groups. to start because he's 21st out of 20. Yeah. Um, we'll so just have like four groups. Group one would be Max, Hamilton, Bottas, Norris, Perez. 
Group two would be Leclerc, Sainz, Ricardo, Gasly, Alonso. Group three would be Ocon, Vettel, Stroll, Sonoda, Russell. And group four would be Latifi, Raikkonen, Giovinazzi, Schumacher, and Mazepin. <laughs> I'm saying I think that could work. That, yeah, could, think- that could be good, actually. So, but they have to be run in that order, so the Hasses yes. are getting oh, yeah. to run the on the rubber end track. track. <laughs> <laughs> and then it rains at the and end. And Mick Schumacher's <laughs> on pole position. Mate, that would be brilliant. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. We enjoy races where the status quo is mixed up. Yeah. Well, that's what it. was so Alex, good. What you just said, I think that happened in Formula E where it rained in groups one to three and then was dry for group four. <laughs> Well, wasn't it? Wasn't it Japan 2005? You know, the race where like Raikkonen won from the back. Yeah. And every, all the bit, all the like Alonso Schumacher and that started at the back, didn't they? And like some ridiculous drivers were at the front um, because. Yeah, yeah they, they, was that was 17th, when they did it in, I think. Yeah, that was, that was when they did the, the, like the one shot, wasn't it? And yeah. it just rained. Well, it must have been later in the session, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I remember be being screwed over by rain and the F1 game. It start. It dried up with like two minutes to go, and I'm like, "There's no way there's enough time to go out and set a lap." Everyone sets a lap on softs. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh no. See, that's that's the thing is, I don't want this to be another another Norris sort of situation where it takes someone having a huge impact for something to happen. The thing is, this has been exactly, an issue at Monza. This has been an issue at Monza since the Charlie Whiting days as well. Yeah, and but they, that's the thing. They're still, yeah, still they still haven't, haven't done, done anything. anything. Well, the first big bomb was twenty nineteen, wasn't it? Where like everyone didn't make the line. It was yeah. it was Monza that created the safety car line, safety car line two rule. Hmm. And I think that's what caused a bit of confusion for the commentators and I still think it, it causes some confusion it's between the two safety car lines so they're sitting looking at their final lap time and you're like no that's wrong but yeah I don't know it's very strange and we do need to do something to avoid it yeah Q2 was Even... fun though pit lane mm. <laughs> well that could have that was another one that could have been that was mental yeah. just like How... oh there's a car there go how did now, no one get a penalty for an unsafe release? I mean, yeah, I they got no fined, but that was it. Run over yeah. In the pit lane. <laughs> I love the fact that the, both Aston Martins came out and then everyone slowed down and Alonso's like, thank you very much. And he still got <laughs> penalised for it. It's just, it can't, yeah. can't be argued that it's more the team's fault because it's the mechanics that calls yeah. them out. Oh, so, yeah, it is. So, so it's more the we team need, That's the thing. We used to have a lollipop man that released them from the pit stop. We've now got a traffic light system. Why do we still have a bloke that walks backwards into an active pit lane when we could have a traffic light system? Yeah. Simple fix. It can also have an automated delay like the traffic light system for the pit stop. Look yeah. at that. Everything's safer because you don't have people stood in the middle of a pit lane. Just a thought. <laughs> I say yeah, replace the mechanics it, with lollipop men. It'd be a lot better. The FIA... Um... Earned, I think, ten thousand dollars. Well, euro from Q two. Hmm. That's about enough to pay yep. back about twelve people for spa. Um. Yeah, ten thousand euro from um Q two alone, 
and then an extra 800 euro from Nikita Mazepin and FP2. Yeah, it's all gone very quiet, hasn't it? The spa refunds. Funny that, isn't it? But in I fairness, guess obviously, the, as always, the it's down F1 to Lewis never said they were going to give refunds. They no, just said they were at looking it. at something. And what have we heard? Well, like Diddly squat. Then again, none of us were spa ticket holders. No, but still, we haven't seen it. I feel like if something had happened, someone would have said something. Yeah, we'd hear. Yeah. So, (laughs) pick it up, FIA. Pick it up, F1. Pick it up, Liberty Media. I think this is one for form rather than the FIA. It's not really the FIA. Either way, someone. Somebody did something. Yeah. Um, The race... Team by team, Mercedes very mixed bag. Um, Bottas last Bottas tore through Mate. the grid until he came up behind Perez. I think then, that was that was the point at which his mediums went off in comparison to everyone else's hards. Yeah, so that's fair enough. You know, he had to go, he had to go a lot longer on a set of mediums than it, probably than, originally than, planned. Yeah, yeah, he's um. It is weird, isn't it? How every every time a driver like sorts out their future or is under pressure or something, they always seem to perform better, don't they? Yeah. You know, Latifi's stepped it up. Giovinazzi's got into two Q3s, but yeah. still bottles it in the race. Russell probably... scored three sets of points. That was probably the strongest we've seen Bottas since, I'd say, before I mean, the start of 2020, when he won. It, yeah, race, it's, clear, it? it's clear that he's not under pressure from having to keep the contract yeah. anymore. And it's mm. also clear he has pace in that car mm. this is where has it been but not for long and then <laughs> and then hamilton dnf sorry red bull next. red bull max dnf sergio p5 sergio stupid penalty yeah finished p3 on the road got a five what? second time penalty for cutting chicane why didn't oh. he just return the position exactly oh we asked so the fia we asked the stewards and they didn't get back to us We've seen that before where a driver's done that. Like they've gained the position by cutting the corner clearly, but they've decided not to give it back because it's better for their race. Like they can pull the gap or something like that. And, and he did. Um, yeah. Uh, well, in that case, well, I think it was because he, in that case, I think it was because if he'd given the place back to Leclerc, Bottas had gone through as well. So, yeah. And they wanted to hold Bottas up, to be honest. Fair enough. That was Red Bull. <laughs> McLaren. God. Didn't do badly. It was, yeah, it was a one-two for McLaren. Right, so quite a quiet one, race. Two Aston and Martin. fastest lap. <laughs> and fastest pit stop as well. Yeah. And, and a point in the sprint. Mm, McLaren's biggest ever points haul in a single race. It's got to be Ricardo McLaren's Ricardo, first one-two now. since 2010. McLaren's first race win since 2012. Hasn't Ricardo now got the record for the most points in a single weekend? Probably. Or is that Hamilton at Silverstone? I don't know. Did did Max win the race? Yeah. Well, Hamilton really got 27. And Ricardo was his lap at Silverstone. No, he didn't because Perez stole it off him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So So I know Perez would have got 27 as well. Uh, Sorry. No, they're both on 27. 27. Yeah. So McLaren, record holders. Mate. Dominance. Boring dominance. The first first one two by any team of the season, and it comes from McLaren. It's just brilliant to see, isn't it? I if there's any track, if there's any track it's going to happen, it's it's Monza. Monza just seems to serve up unlikely results. Look at Gasly last year. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just been an absolute 
banger after banger. It's a firework yeah. factory. But have you seen 2019 Leclerc win, 2020 DNF? Don't. <laughs> 2020. Don't. <laughs> 2020 Pierre win, 2021 Pierre DNF. <laughs> 2021 Daniel win. Take it. 2022. For the win, Take it. <laughs> <laughs> win again next year. Yeah, they win again. Um. So yeah, that was um that was McLaren. Land- Lando wins next year. Lando's yeah. well, also was. joint best, uh, not joint best, uh, career best result, yep. and yeah. very a very mature drive from Lando. Yeah, very um, good drive because he could have gone. He could have, you know, can I race he him? Yeah, well, but, he, he, he dead. Yeah, he, he, he was like, said, "Can I race him?" Yeah, but the team were like, "Look, no. play play the game," <laughs> yeah. and he understood that P three in the constructors is significantly more important to the team than Lando getting a first race win. Yeah, yeah. even he said himself he like put his pride aside yeah. for the, for the he, he knows it's going to come he's got a decent car under him and McLaren is going in the right direction Yeah, that, that win will happen at some stage mm. just in the same way that George's first win will come the at only, some stage The only issue is when we're saying teams are going in the right direction and stuff there's a whole we're regulation on, reset. Yeah, we're on yeah. the brink of 2022 when the, the grid has could become the best team on the grid. Please don't. No. And here comes world champion Mick Schumacher. I'm not saying you Yeah. It'll still be 21st. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be a year that a team drops out for financial insecurity. <laughs> It'll be where Haas drops out. <laughs> Martin. Uh, that was a mixed bag for them. They got a bit cozy on that one. Yeah. Into the first Lesmo. And uh, Vettel had a missing end Vettel, plate. Vettel just got, yeah. You know. I think he had a missing front wing end plate at the end of the race. So, yeah. Yeah, he got, well, he got pushed off by Arfan, didn't he? Yeah. And, well, the, yeah. I know what so you yeah, were talking P, about. P7 and P12 for Aston Martin. He's mentioned yeah. it. It's time. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Go on. Hello and welcome to the 2019 Italian Grand Prix. And the starting grid is as follows. On pole is Charles Leclerc and in second is Lewis Hamilton. Nobody gives a crap about the rest of them. <laughs> and coming round the curve of Grande and oh, Charles Leclerc has squeezed Lewis Hamilton off onto the right-hand side of the track and Lewis has had to take to the runoff. And the students have waved the black and white flag for Charles Leclerc. Cuts to 2021. Esteban Ocon shoved Vettel off the side of the racetrack. Esteban Ocon's received a five-second time penalty. They're exactly the same incident. They were identical. What is the point in having a rule book? Well, I think the Ocon penalty was probably correct. Yeah, but they should have released it to Charles. Black was wrong. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean... Let's not try and throw conspiracies around, you know, like Ferrari international assistance, but let's be honest. Yeah, it's not Ferrari Because everyone knows it's the mafia. But oh, everyone, it's mafia now, isn't it? Everyone yeah. knew that if the FIA penalised Leclerc, they would not have left Monza. Yes, exactly. And that they, is why I'm saying we need a remote team. Yeah. Well, we've said that. I've said this before. We've said this before, like, They've bottled penalties against Ferrari ever since Canada 2019 because of the absolute uproar that got. I don't know why. Yeah. They're just, yeah. Well, Charles Leclerc, I mean, we all like Charles Leclerc, but he has got away with his fair share of incidents without, penal- without being penalised, hasn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
it's the fact that it keeps happening um, in terms of Ferrari getting away with things. And I think as well, it's the fact that those two incidents were side by side, almost a carbon copy. And if you can't come to the same conclusion on an identical scenario, what are you doing with your life? What I would and like why to point out haven't you come to that conclusion? Is that it was different stewards. And that shouldn't make a difference. It's the same rule book. Mm. Yeah, but what I mean is that different people have, have came to that different conclusions. No, that's the thing. It shouldn't be a, a a point of view. It should be fact of matter. Oh, yeah. I think stewards bottling decisions has happened before. Look at Max Verstappen in Austria 2019 when he just went... Ha <laughs> Charles, <Yeet>. no. <laughs> and then didn't get a five-second time penalty. Like, it does happen, and it shouldn't. And it took him three hours to say, yeah, he's not going to get a time penalty. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, that yeah. was Aston Martin. Next up, Alpine. Uh, an okay. Weekend of sorts. I mean... Alonso scored points. Ocon probably because of score points if he wasn't given a five second penalty. Ocon did score points. Oh, yeah. He got one. Yes. Ocon scored a point. Ocon yes. probably could have been in seventh if he hadn't had his five second time penalty. Yeah, so it was P8 and P10 for Alpine. Hmm. Um, Might as well have been a sprint race. That's about as many points as they got. Scuderia oh. Ferrari. I mean, they had a troubled weekend, didn't they? And I think yeah, they- if. Uh, it wasn't for their closest it, rivals getting one and two, I think fourth and sixth. Right as good as they were gonna get. Especially, yeah. I mean, Carlos has not had a great time of late, has he? Like three out of the four last race weekends, he's mm. crashed on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of work for the However, boys. Let's say money. They did do a lot better than last year. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's significantly better than it was. However, I, there's still ways to go. And if other incidents hadn't occurred, they probably wouldn't have benefited from it in such a way. Because you think Charles and Sainz both made their pit stops under the safety car. I think the I think Ferrari benefited from the 50% capacity being allowed into Monza and that <laughs> yeah, that place wasn't full. They left in one piece. <laughs> um, Alfa Romeo? Uh, I mean, Kubitz has done all right, to be fair. Yeah. P14. P13, P14 for Alfa Romeo. He's, he's, he's been in his car for two races. He's already overtaken Mazepin <laughs> the Constructors Championship. Yeah, man, man, man is a goat. <laughs> um, I think that's about as best as Alfa Romeo could ask for. Yeah. Well, for, for someone that's qualified. filling in. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Giovinazzi. No, that was that not a tidy lap one, was it? I think that could no. be it for him now. That was that was the big opportunity. Yeah. Home race, starting what, sixth? Seventh? Uh, started seventh. And that was not great, was it? I mean, that had to be it. That had to be the race where he scored points. Yeah, and that, that was be it now, not ideal. I mean, he's, um, I'm not sure his qualifying has been unbelievable the last couple of races, but... yeah, Two back-to-back Q3 appearances. Yeah, so only one point when... You know, George Russell's got how many now? Four, 14? Something something, like something insane. Yeah. For yeah. Williams. Latifi, even Latifi's chipped in with a few. And yeah. It's just not ideal, is it? They haven't yeah. taken their chances, whereas Williams have. 
Shall we talk about Williams then? Uh, P9 and P11? Points. Yeah. Latifi. Latifi was actually very strong and he was quite unlucky, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a good race. Yeah. He was. Yeah, Latifi got unlucky with timing of the safety car. Yeah. I mean, it's another. Now his future's sorted. He's doing very well. Mm. Now he's Uh, he's off the mark after Hungary. Bit of momentum goes a long way, doesn't it? Oh, the. Gunter's going to smash that door because mm. smash about five of them. Well, Gunter didn't smash the door. It was it was Kevin that, that no, smashed the door. I, I feel like Gunter's going to smash the smash door that Mazepin got him as a joke over Mazepin's head because that was a stupid move. Yeah. So. Respect. Yeah, stupid it's move three, from three stupid person. Yeah. Three times in four races they've collided, I think. And then there's Alpha Tauri, who raced for a grand total of five minutes, 20 seconds. Yeah, a, a weekend to forget for them. Yeah. Uh, unlucky, given that they had actually scored points in every race weekend until now. So. One thing we've forgotten to talk about. Mm-hmm. Alex Albon back to F1 with Williams. That was this week. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, actually, technically, we haven't spoken about George Russell's mistake. And George Russell. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's small. Uh... Yeah. Let's be oh, honest. Yeah. We knew this was all going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it had happened Maybe when we uploaded. Maybe yeah. The George but Russell move. George. I did say in last week's episode, someone said, when's it going to be announced? I said, tomorrow morning. Yeah. And it was. So I'm just going to give that a massive tick. Um. Yeah, but the, the surprising it, no, no, no. The, 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 the other news was more surprising. So both it was the Alpha Tauri announced that they were retaining their lineup. Um, Williams announced their lineup, and no, that was it. That was six drivers, wasn't it? There was also yeah, so only, now only one seat left on yeah, the grid. One, one empty seat. And it's well, I love the way we did we did say this when we did our predictions, didn't we? That there'll be something that we haven't mentioned at all that happens. I don't think anyone said album. To Williams, I don't think anyone said Guan Yu Zhou to Alfa Romeo. <laughs> or I think I mentioned him. Yeah, I think we more mentioned him about Williams, didn't we, at the mm. time? But mm. it's, I mean, it's I can't Guan remember Zhou to be or... honest. There were so many. I think it was so around of. Well, it was just kind of pick a name, pick a seat, have a go. Now it is there's one yeah. seat. Mm. <laughs> well, so. I think and it's going to either anyway. Oscar Piastri. Guan Yu Zhou or Cal Mylot. Oh, that's the thing. One it of those was a, three drivers will get that. Fully seat. Australian victories on Sunday because Oscar won the F2 race. So the Australian national anthem got played twice. Yeah. In regards to Alpha Romeo, I think I think Callum's got, gonna go to IndyCar. In all honesty, like at the start of the year, we all kind of we all thought he was gonna, he was like confirmed for that but i think he's going to indycar because he's doing the next race as well i think for a team convoy team but I, th- I think he's like guaranteed to go to indycar now which is quite sad because he's he, he was there for like so long and he would have gotten he would have driven in two f1 races had he not done indycar mm. or gt I, I think was the first weekend doesn't have the money Unfortunately, yeah. well, I mean, it says a lot that Oscar Piastri has not really been in any talks, in like any rumours for any seats, pretty much. When he's, you know, he's winning F two at the moment, isn't he? In his rookie season, 
I think I feel like that has everything to do with the driver academy he's signed up to yeah because there is no progression from that look at Kuan Yu Zhou (laughs) so so he might get that seat so you know as long as you can bring in 30 million dollars in Chinese ad revenue then yeah but is it going to be too late by the time you know a lot assuming it's assuming he's going to take Alonso's seat you know and we don't want Alonso to go so I, I think the Alfa Romeo seat could be between uh Oscar Piastri I forgot his name Oscar Piastri and Nick DeVries because like mm. that he's still tied to that seat kind of it's like but I mm, I don't know anymore <laughs> It's been too many rumors. Oh, no. We will see. Did you see the video from, <laughs> from Quadrant? Uh, no. They they faked the album news. Oh, Veloce, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh mate, that was hilarious. The fact that they just that they just photoshopped it out, and then Aldas's little W just went completely unnoticed. <laughs> he was so upset about that. <laughs> yeah, bless him. Um. I mean, it was really funny though the fact that it was then announced the next morning. Yeah. So they they look like they've pulled the blinder, but it was pointed out that um, it was on. I got pointed out on a Discord Discord server that his shirt didn't have the Doralton logo on it. The because on on the shirt there's like the whole uh, there's the Mercedes badge for the engine supplier and then under that there's Doralton and that wasn't there and so someone was like why why would Albon be in a shirt that doesn't have the team's primary sponsor slash the team's owners yeah. financing power on it so yeah that was the sort of the the biggest clue we had as to if it was fake or not but I imagine mean, if they planned it a day later that was so gutting, <laughs> wouldn't it? Then I were going to upload it, and then they saw the thing. It's actually here. <laughs> um, shall we discuss FIA Formula Two? Um, or do we want to do the predictions first? Yeah, let's just first. let's do predictions. Let's do predictions. Yeah. Richard, oh, take us through the scores, please. Sonia scored zero points. And therefore finished last this week. And Whoa. in joint third is Alex, Chris, and Nia, who all scored one, one point. point. And in joint first is Ben and me, who scored three points. <laughs> uh, ben, because you said Norris would finish second. And me because I said Bottas would finish third. <laughs> Which if when they announced he was went for Hamver bot. When when he was taking and they announced he was taking his grid penalties, I was very disappointed. And then he came good. <laughs> so yeah, it worked out in the end. So uh social medias was a bit of a a, a damp squib, shall we say? <laughs> uh my mate Matt scored one point. Uh, Mackerson's scored two points uh, for putting both Bottas and Norris on the podium and M. Alexander got three points because they put Bottas and Ricardo on the podium and Bottas for pole 
Um, and then your group chat, Rhiannon got three for putting Bottas third, Jamie got zero, and Elsa got one for Bottas pole. Great. Speed King, I don't think anyone got points. No. No. No one did. No. No, we all we all said Hamilton, Verstappen, or Ben said Norris, but no, nobody had faith in Bottas, so yeah. uh, bold predictions. Uh, Alex, a Ferrari will retire with a mechanical issue. No. Happen. Unless, unless you want to count Charlie Kirk being ill in practice. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's not, not mechanical. That's, not mechanical. <laughs> that's intestinal. <laughs> yeah. And even um, then, he didn't retire. <laughs> no. He just came in early. Uh, ben, you said McLaren pole. Uh, sorry, mate. No. Uh, Chris, you said there would be a re- red flag in the race. No, no, there wasn't. Uh, Nia, so close. Williams, double points finish. You were two and a half one? seconds off. That's an ouch. I thought I'd said the uh, Ham Hamilton Verstappen crash. No, you changed it. Um, and then mine was kind of annoying. Speed King Sprint Grand Prix winner, all different. Damn it, Bottas. So that's close. Yeah. Yeah, it is pole position. Oh, I don't want to give you points anyway. No, because <laughs> I, I said the sprint winner rather than pole position. Yeah. So because I hadn't hadn't played the mental gymnastics of someone <laughs> applying a penalty and therefore a different person being on I mean, I pole. would absolutely be trying to claim that, but okay. No. I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to wangle that past you guys, so I didn't even bother. Uh, Mazepin Bingo, uh, wow, four people scored zero points, and Alex <laughs> oh, yeah, scored two points <laughs> because you said you said he DNF, but you also said he wouldn't be lapped when he DNF'd, and because yep. of the timing of that safety car, he was not lapped. Oh my on... god, did I? I also said he DNF on lap two because of I swear I said because of contact with Schumacher. You said crash, yes. Oh, uh, imagine he'd actually done it from that. Was that lap two? Yeah, the... you did say. I, mean, I don't know what ha- lap that happened on, but it must have been. I know it was. A... Wait, hang on. What even happened? Is there... <laughs> I haven't actually seen the incident. I just know that Mazepin launched sa- it from stupidly far car? back. Was there a safety car at the start of the race? Was that... No, um, was that two, wasn't it? Or was it like Gio's wing got cleaned up the... really quickly? So oh, no, it was after the safety card, like for the Hamilton for Sapphire crash, isn't it? Yeah. So it wasn't that no. too. Okay. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like virtual, wasn't that? Um, yeah, that was a virtual. So that, that was when they replaced the. No, there was a virtual towards the end because uh, they replaced the bollard that Mazepin took out. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, so Alex won Mazepin bingo this week. <laughs> did invent the game so <laughs> rigged <laughs> <laughs> bit of a damp squib from the weekend but that's just because we all predicted the the standard and we got the abnormal got the unexpected FIA Formula 2 I think we just need to say the usual it was, it was a good weekend Formula 2 doesn't disappoint yeah. everyone was a bit rusty in the first race weren't they yes. yeah yeah, yeah, that was we'll a, it. Was a messy that. race. We'll talk about that in one of the off weeks about how to fix that because the calendars. Um, do we have an off week next week? We do actually. <laughs> uh, 
let's see what's scheduled for next week. Um, Stuart's roasting. Seeing as I'm not here next week, I want to say on record now. I want to say on record now, seeing as I'm not here next week, Max Verstappen will win from the back of the grid in Russia. That's Mm. my bold prediction. Next week is scheduled to be the challenges of triple headers. I'm sure we can fit in a Formula 2 calendar in there too. That was um, only done because everything Uh, from this point on was supposed to be triple headers. So now that the calendar's documentary. Yes, Schumacher documentary review because that comes out on. Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah, two 15th, days. two days now, yeah, 15th. Wednesday. On Wednesday. Tomorrow, when you watch Tomorrow, it. if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday for us. The first race, they were, there was a bit of ring rust. Um, Dan Tectum on lap two. What was that move? What was he doing? Yeah. I don't remember what it was now. <clears throat> he, he went so deep and then tried to come back onto the circuit and just spun. Hmm. Oh, I think I remember. Yeah. The, the the best piece of team radio that I should apply to that would be Charles Leclerc qualifying Baku. I am stupid. Because mm. that mm. that is the only way you can describe him there. Because why? You've gone that deep. Just commit to the runoff. Yeah. Go through the other chicane. Yeah. So do they, yeah. Do they not give him a penalty for that? No, because no, he's he retired. Oh, right. Think about some of the things they have given penalties for this season. I didn't go off of that. That was, yeah, interesting. But... Just imagine hearing his radio <laughs> if he got a penalty. Well, it wouldn't be in the car, so you wouldn't hear it, would yeah, you? Yeah, true. True. Give him or a walk and talk. Post race interview, yeah. Oh, no, he's, he's, yeah, that was a, a really dumb move. But... Yeah. I mean, I already got annoyed at him. Um, in race three on his radio, where he's like, oh, we should have won this race. Well, no. You're complaining about being about finishing P3 behind the safety car when you were only there because, because of, of a safety, safety car. car. They did get, he got unlucky with the first, very unlucky with the first one, but then... Yeah, but then very, very lucky, lucky with, the with the second one. It was slightly annoying, I have to say, when the safety car came out on the last, what, two laps and... Yeah, literally the last lap was deployed on lap 29 as they were coming around to start lap 30. That was a bit of a shame, to be honest, because I think he could have won that. Don't get that on the game. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. But you don't get a working safety car at all, let alone on the last lap. I mean, apparently they've got the Aston Martin one now. There's the new safety car, and they did lift the circuits that you can get it. It doesn't work. Doesn't it? Gold. Well, good. I've already the, been around Portimao. The safety car and the game in general. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to release Jeddah and F2 cars. Yeah. The, season for, 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 those, for those interested, Codemasters released a, uh, a roadmap of the upcoming u- updates. Uh, go and find it on their socials. It's, yeah. Basically, yeah, so like it's Portimao going to take months. New... <laughs> Portimao and the new safety car released today or yesterday, if you're listening. Um, we get Emila next month, and then we get Jeddah in November. They're definitely going to release Jeddah the weekend we go to Jeddah. Oh yeah, and then and then they're going to release. That's F2. the only reason it's releasing then. F two, the new update for F two, they're going to release in November as well. So that that's like that's like releasing like most of the leagues on FIFA in like April. A month before the season ends, it's 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 releasing the league after the FA Cup's finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
for any sense. You've literally glasses, got so. 90% of things have all been wrapped up and there's maybe a fight for fourth. It doesn't matter. At they least, they, the give us, right at least anyway. they give us some formula too. Until they won't get the rules right anyway. I guarantee you, by the way, on the 2021 update, they don't put the new format in. They'll just have the old one. They won't bother with that. But, and it's already um, wrong anyway. Yeah, they don't know the rules anyway, so it doesn't matter. Everyone starts on the same tyres. And I've had, I think I've had Samaya and Galeo win, win races in mine, and Guan Yu Zhou qualifies last in every race. So Yeah, I have noticed that, that Guan Yu Zhou's very slow. So Codemasters don't watch F1, shock. But, mm. Or F2, sorry. They don't either. watch F1 either, don't, so don't, don't worry. Either. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, race 2, Jean de won that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, won the first one, didn't mention that. Yeah, 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 actually, won, yeah, yeah, and Oscar Piastri won the feature race. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that the Rivalers driving the second race just seemed pretty comfortable, to be honest. Just kind of Mm. drove off at the front, and that was it. Yeah, I think there was quite a few penalties, so we won't go through them, but the major one to note from um. The Formula Two is in race three, I believe. Yes, race three. We had a disqualification. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Richard for sure got disqualified uh, for being below the minimum weight specified in Article Five Point One of the technical regulations. Didn't have a big enough lunch. Well, his car or him? Both. It's the combination. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Um, say way. Oh no, the they team... didn't specify it. It was just, you know, the, the combination was not. Yeah, I meant the combination or just him. Yeah. Yeah. The team advised that the calculations made by the team on the expected combined weight of the car and driver were incorrect. Furthermore, the driver had not picked up as much tire debris on the cooldown lap as expected after the checkered flag. Having considered the matter extensively, you're disqualified. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just seems a bit of a daft one, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's one thing to have a component failure like a fuel pump and suddenly you don't have enough fuel to provide a sample. It's another thing entirely to just not calculate the correct weight. Or put the wrong washer on the car. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah, um, as much as I kind of feel sorry for him because he was, what, P7, I mm-hmm. think? Yeah, I think he was round about there, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it kind of sucks in that respect, but you know, the, you know, the rules, the rules is what we have to say. And Sharoos were fined 500 euro for not serving a five second time penalty correctly. <gasps> so instead of the driver pulling in, stopping the team, wait five seconds and then do the pit stop, the driver came in, they lifted them on the jack and waited five seconds and then completed the rest of the pit stop. But that was considered to be non-informative oh, yeah, to the rules. Servicing the car in some way, shape, or form, isn't yeah. it? So you're just not supposed to touch the car. Yeah. So they got five hundred euro. Fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, David Beckman's got a five-place grid penalty. Oh, um, causing a collision. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> because he was deemed wholly responsible for the contact. What what numbers Beckman? Uh, I know. found that. Yeah. I'm, read- I'm just reading the article that they released. Yeah, um, I've I found the document. Basically, he misjudged the breaking point and slammed into car twenty four. Then this gal. Yeah. Some document. <laughs> um, so yeah, Formula Two delivers again. I think it's what we expect. 
from from Formula Two at this point, and I look forward to the next race, which is in Sochi. Sochi, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Sochi is the bumper formulas. We've got Formula One, two, and three all on the same weekend. Has has that actually been confirmed yet? Because the yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, the, the final 3, round of Formula Three. The Formula Three move was confirmed last weekend. It's the final round of Formula Three. <laughs> yeah, we have, have a championship decider. I mean, it's, it's pretty Wait, much already wrapped up, let's yeah, be real. Yeah, how is it not but, been decided? <laughs> <laughs> because mathematically, somebody else can still win it. Yeah. Mathematically, Mazepin now can't win the World Drivers' Championship. Yeah, I saw a tweet oh, of, like, no. the Alfa Romeos, the Williamses and the Haas can't win the World Championship. Thank goodness. But, but Lando can. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did actually, I did check how far behind, like, Bottas and Norris were. Because if, I mean, if enough yeah, incidents if, happen, I mean, if it happens like four more times, then maybe that's them with a chance. But yeah, imagine everyone's like, "Is it going to be Lewis? Is it going to be Max?" Lando just strolls up in Abu Dhabi, just like, yeah. "Give me the champagne." <laughs> <laughs> and um, because we did talk about this earlier in the season when they were being full, when they were with Formula One, um, and Freca, oh Gregor. Gregor Stossi still leads the championship. Pretends to be shocked. <laughs> um, as as I expected. wouldn't expect anything less. Yep. Although I can't see by how much because they've not updated their championship standings to take into account the second race in Austria. Love that. I know. I know Paul Allen got second in the first race, but that's all I know. <laughs> um, the next Freca race is in Valencia on the twenty fifth of September. If you fancy watching it. Then they're in Mugello, and then they finish at Monza. Here's hoping that goes better than the 2015 Monza race for that category. Oh, yeah. oh, God, yeah. Where the weekend got abandoned due to driving standards. And I think for one of the only few times it would come up on the driving, uh, the timing screens, race control, race under investigation. <laughs> um, that's that grid just... had like... Um... Leclerc that grid was Russell. stacked as well. Did, like, Leclerc, Russell, Stroll. Yeah. Stroll. Did we mention no. the best driver of all time, yeah, Ragunathan? Ragunathan yeah. <laughs> for the vacant as Alpha Romeo seat. I, I mean, so he's tested. He I can't believe he's had the test. He's got the money. <laughs> Actually, good point. I can't believe he did the test. Yeah. I mean, um, Mazepin tested in a Mercedes at some stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've got enough money, someone will let you drive their car. Speaking of tests, have we heard when um, Roman's new test does? No idea. Do we know if Alonso is still counting as a young driver? Oh, he is. Yeah, he's a, he's a young upstart rookie. Yeah. Uh, we can a expect him to carry lad. on at Abu Dhabi then, yeah? Yeah, yeah Alonso's a young strapping lad. What do you mean? <laughs> Have we missed anything? Uh, don't think so. Did we want to do our run-throughs, which we haven't done in the last couple of races? Oh, yeah, the championship standings. In 21st yeah. place. Good point. <laughs> right, Richard. Um, driver standings, please. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to enjoy this a little <laughs> bit too much, but, you know, Dems the breaks when you're that bad in 21st place of a 20 driver championship on zero points nikita mazepin 
in 20th and doing a superb job as a substitute. Robert Kubica on zero points. 19th, Mick Schumacher, zero points. 18th, Antonio Giovinazzi, one point. 17th, Raikkonen, two points. Takes two races off, still beats his teammate. Uh, 16th, Latifi, seven points. 15th, Russell, 15 points. Dang. Uh, 14th, Yuki Tsunoda, 18 points. 13th, Lance Stroll, 24 points. 12th, Sebastian Vettel, 35 points. 11th, Esteban Ocon, 45 points. 10th, Fernando Alonso, 50 points. 9th, Pierre Gasly, 66 points. 8th, Daniel Ricciardo, 83 points. 7th, Carlos Sainz, 97.5 points. 6th, Charles Leclerc, 104 points. 5th, Sergio Perez, 118 points. 4th, Lando Norris, 132 points. 3rd, Valtteri Bottas, 141 points. Second, Lewis Hamilton, 221.5 points. And first, Max Verstappen on 226.5 points. And the Constructors' Championship is as follows. Haas in 10th, no points. Alfa Romeo in 9th, 3 points. Williams in 8th, 22 points. Aston Martin in 7th, 59 points. Alpha Tauri in 6th, 84 points. Alpine in 5th, 95 points. Ferrari in 4th, 201.5 points. McLaren in 3rd, 215 points. Red Bull in 2nd, 344.5 points. And Mercedes lead the way with 362.5 points. If there's one good thing that came out of Spa, is I love seeing the graphics have like an aneurysm trying to show the half points in the little boxes before each session. It's great. It just wasn't designed for it. It's just funny to look at. But that's it's the annoying. only good thing to come out of Spa. Of the, uh, the I find it quite interesting that the FIA's points still have a TBC round in it. After Brazil, nobody's, yeah, it's still a gap. Yeah, um, can we please find out where we're going? Find out if we're actually going to Brazil, the Nürburgring. (laughs) Who actually got that? If you think about it, there's eight rounds left, maybe seven, maybe seven, eight scheduled, is it? No, and we've got five points in it. I think it's surely it's going to go to Abu Dhabi, isn't it? Because it's been above. It's been above, like what? Well, unless someone points, about unless once. one of them DNA. Well, was it thirty odd points going into? Yeah, uh, yeah, Once it was. If Max loses the championship, he'll be the first driver ever to blow a lead that big. In fairness, it is you know we changed the point system. Yeah. So this, there are. It's, it's ever, but it's like since twenty ten. There are two hundred points left in the championship. Couple more now. Sprint. Oh, and fast that's, as well. that's just including 25 points for a race win. Um, so if I, well, I'll do it 26, so plus three, just 211 points. Plus, yeah, 211. Yeah. So. yeah, 211 points left in the championship. So the drivers who cannot win are Mazepin, Kibitza, Schumacher, Giovinazzi, Raikkonen, Latifi, uh, Russell, 
loses out by half a point. No. Okay. Could you imagine the charge though if Russell was like on course and it's just like that half point because of the catastrophe? That Russell is half a point away from being able to win the world championship still, <laughs> because he's on two, he's on fifteen, and Max is on two to six point five. Um, Sonoda will drop out of contention. Sonoda and Stroll will likely drop out of contention in the next round. Contention. It's still mathematically possible. (laughs) There will no longer be a mathematical possibility. They will just become the norm. (laughs) Reality will check in for them. So, yeah, unless there's another Silverstone sort of situation where one of them DNFs and the other doesn't, it likely will go all the way to Abu Dhabi. Hmm. Which I hope to God it doesn't. <laughs> I do. Should be good fun. Yeah, but it's Abu already, Dhabi, Richard. I can already see the. Um, yeah, but adds an actual fight. Yeah. And you can the already track see changes. The crash, the crash in Abu Dhabi between them, can't you? Like whoever's in the lead suddenly turned into so Mario I'd, Kart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just had. I, I was just thinking that was Final Destination, wasn't it? Yeah, the NASCAR race. My bad. Easily mixed. Yeah, exactly. It was NASCAR, not Formula One. Wrong sport. There is a film that exists where that happens in Formula One, but it's not actually Formula One. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but there's just massive crashes, cars ending up in lakes and everything. IndyCar type one. Yeah, but I think it's supposed to be F1 because it's. I think it's set in Europe. Driven. That's what it is. Yeah. Great film, brilliant film, unbelievable. Best film ever. Don't yeah. watch it. <laughs> Never well, if watch. you love crashes, then it is yeah. the film for you. Um, if you want to watch an actual racing film, <laughs> maybe Rush. not. I still haven't actually watched Rush, you know. Oh, no, why? All Le Mans 66. You've never seen them? No. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, watch that language. <laughs> This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> oh, it still is. I bleep everything out. <laughs> that went out the window the first episode, right? Yeah. Hey, we are still not receiving the explicit tag because of my due diligence. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Um, so that wraps up this weekend's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, do join us next week where we'll talk about the Formula 2 calendar the one triple header I think we've got this year which we've just had there's maybe two I'm not sure on the new calendar um, we'll, we'll figure it out for next week and we'll preview Snooze Fest the third get your predictions in for Russia yeah <laughs> Get your predictions in for Russia. Let's be honest, it's going to be Valtteri Bottas because he, he just wins in Russia. That's his track. Mercedes won't allow him to win. I'm already, I'm already saying Staffan's going to win from the back. What I would like to point out is there's only ever been one team that's won in Russia, and that's Mercedes. Do with that information what you will, everyone. Well, until was... last year, there was only one team that won in Abu Dhabi. Look how well that went. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. I swear it was a Merc every race. Every okay, race in yeah. the Turbo Hybrid era. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. 
at the Russian Grand Prix, only one team has won. Well, that's because it's only been in the turbo hybrid era. No, I think that's taken into account the historical Russian GPs as well. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I remember them saying that before, like 1910. God, you get right. That wasn't even even a Formula One World Championship in 1910. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I only know that stat about Russia because it came up on the Formula One game. Um, they've started adding the sort of pre-race bets yeah. at the bottom of the screen. And it's like Mercedes are the only team to have won at Russia. I'm like, oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, and we know there's going to be a massive crash in Formula 2 because it happens every year. I mean, it is like we talk about the rundown into Turn 1 at Monza being a bit carnage. The rundown to Turn 2 at Sochi is like twice yeah. the length. Yeah. So, and then there's the long swooping turn three straight after it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that's for next week. So, do join us for that. And we shall see you all next time. Bye for now.